how to be awesome at maximizing your party budget. Celebrations, especially kids' celebrations, are so much fun and they can also be so expensive. In this episode, I'm sharing all the things I've learned about how to choose where to spend the money for the greatest impact. I'm sharing the process I go through in planning and how I decide what to do myself, what to hire someone else to do, what to buy, and what to rent. It's amazing how much you can stretch your dollars if you plan ahead of time and do it strategically. We're talking about how to get creative with a part of your party when it's just getting too expensive, like how I wrapped the side of my house with wrapping paper instead of renting party walls at my last kid's party. Today, we're talking about party budgets and throwing really special events that don't cost nearly as much as they look like they do. We're talking parties. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited for this one because it's all about celebrations. And there is nothing I love more than a celebration, especially a kid's celebration. We just celebrated Parker's fourth birthday party here at our house, and we had a forever, like F-O-U-R, forever a superhero party in our backyard. And Spider-Man and Batman came, and we had a ball pit and this cool, magical setup. And I just posted about it on Instagram. And one of the most commonly asked questions is, how do you budget? How much do parties like this cost? And where do I even begin? So that's what today's podcast is all about. I first, full disclosure, at this point in my life, I spend money on organic food and kids parties. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I used to spend so much time at the mall and at Nordstrom and I used to buy so much more. Honestly, I used to buy more clothes and shoes and bags. And now I'm not sure if it's COVID or age or a combination of it, but I just don't really, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I'll still pick up things when I see it or I'll shop online, but I just buy way less than I used to. And I'm just so much more aware of how I spend my time and money and energy. And I don't want to spend my money, my money or my time as much as I did before walking through malls with fluorescent lights, spending all my hard-earned money on stuff. I just don't need more stuff. My kids don't need more stuff. So like for Parker's party, we went super light on gifts. We actually, Craig and I took him to Target the day before his birthday and Craig walked around with him to see what he really likes right now. And then I snuck and bought the things really low impact. We just, we're not doing big gifts because he just doesn't need big things. He already has a couple little cars that he drives around and bikes and he just doesn't need it. So I'd rather spend the money on an experience and a celebration and not just for my family, but for our friends and their kids and having this magical thing. So it's all a matter of what's it worth to you and how much do you want to spend? Usually when I start out with these, I kind of have a range of how much that I feel comfortable spending. But a lot of times that kind of evolves. Rather than setting a hard number at the beginning, I kind of do it more like 
what's this worth as the prices come in and we'll get into all that. So at my at my age and my stage, I love it and it's worth it to me to spend that money. So when quotes come over that I'm like, ah, oh, is this worth this amount of money? For me, it is because I'd rather spend money on this than on more stuff because we just don't need stuff. So I do spend money on kids' parties. I love it. Um, but just to give like full picture, I wor- I've worked since I was 14 every single day. This is, you know, something that I really have a good sense of appreciation for money just because I know it's so hard to make. And it's taken me so many years to have enough momentum in my business to have the freedom to, you know, have extra funds to do things like that. So I'm grateful for that. And I definitely don't take that for granted. So let's get into it. Let's get into how to do it. I have some tips. I have some hacks. I have some steps. First, we start with a brain dump. Write it all down. I mean, literally start huge like you are Kim Kardashian planning your your party or your child party. Write it all down because that's key. I start huge. I start with this massive list of every possible idea. So I've talked about this before, but when I do party inspiration, I just do it once. I go online and I go on Google Images, I go on Pinterest, I go on party websites, and I find all the images. I drag them into a folder and I just do it really well once. That way I'm not changing my mind. I'm not flip-flopping. Anyone that I use as a vendor knows the colors, knows the look, like we're all on the same page. So when I do my inspiration poll, I also do a full brain dump, get it all. Then it, reach out to vendors if you already have people you've used or go online and search for vendors and ask them for quotes. I try to do this as early as I can. Sometimes I pick a theme with the kids really early or if they're younger or I feel like it could change. I don't want to pick a theme six months in advance and have them be over that theme by the time the party comes. So as early as you can, get in there and start sending emails, making calls to start getting the quotes because some things will naturally shuffle their way in or out of your party. I'm going to use Parker's superhero party for an example, just because it's the most recent one that I did. As I was going through different things, it's been a long time since I've hired characters. And for this party, we used enchanted party characters and they were fantastic. If you are in Orange County, I enchanted characters. Their email's enchantedcharacters at gmail. I just looked it up. Um, They were amazing. They were fantastic. And they were so reasonable. It was in the backyard in a hot day, so we had Batman and Superman, so the max was two hours because their costumes were hot, and we had the party for three hours, so I just had them come at the first two hours and did the cake early, so I just made a little announcement, and I said, hey, because I love doing the cake early. I love it. I I don't like, you know, sometimes people, especially with little kids, they'll leave early or they have other things to scoot to. I don't like people to feel like they're held captive at the party. But I don't like it doing it too early and then everyone feels like they have to go because cake is normally at the end. So I just said, hey, Batman and Superman have to scoot off to save the day. So we are doing cake early. So even if they could have stayed longer, a lot of times a great way to save money is you don't always need anyone you hire or any vendors the whole time. You could just do them a part of the time, especially if it's a smaller party. I did this with Presley's Cloud Nine birthday party with the with the um, cotton candy vendor. She was fantastic, had this cute card, but that was pricey, a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. 
So I figured we're only inviting 12 girls and I always do three-hour parties. That's just the sweet spot. I think two and a half hours for kids is really the sweet spot, but I go through so much to set it up. I like I like the full. I want to I want to I want to enjoy those last 30 minutes and have a sip of champagne and have my friends there and my kids friends and all that. So 3 hours I love, but I just had her with the cotton candy for 2 hours. Now the only thing is is make sure that you put a vendor if they're going to leave early in a place to where they're not like dragging a cart through the party. So I just put her at the entrance of the party and, you know, told her to be mindful of it. And it was super easy. She, everyone got their cotton candy early. We took cute pictures. She snuck out and no one would know. So right there, you save a third of the price just by having it for two hours instead of three. Same thing with the superheroes. Like no one, I mean, because I announced it, but no one, it didn't feel like, it felt like superheroes were there the whole time. But Uh, I only paid for two hours for a three-hour party, and they were surprisingly super reasonable, really, really reasonable. So right when I got that quote, I knew that that was a for sure. That's what I mean when I say I don't set a a hard budget because sometimes as things come in, you're like, yep, absolutely. That's a must. That is so worth it. That price makes sense. And other things will just come back and you're just like, no way, like instantly no way. That doesn't translate for me. So it makes it really easy. But I'm telling you, write it all down, throw it all out there. People are used to giving quotes like it's normal and natural. Do your brain dump like you are Kim Kardashian planning that party and then eliminate. Eliminate based on what is not as important to you and what you think will be the most memorable based on your vision. Another really important thing to do at the beginning is make your guest list because the number of people directly affects how much certain things will be. For Parker's superhero party, we were doing mostly his little preschool friends and some of our family friends. So there were just about 15 little ones. So I knew I love the H&M, well, Parker loves the H&M muscle um, costumes. So they are $29, but they have coupon codes codes all the time. So I waited for a coupon code, bought a bunch of different varieties of them in different sizes, and then I mailed an invitation with the costume the costume with the invitation on top. And if there were two siblings in the house, I'd mail two with their sizes. So this was something that was more expensive, but to me it was so impactful and it also kind of doubled as like decor if you will for the party because the magic and the coolness of all these little dudes running in with their muscle costumes was just so cool and so memorable and it added to the feeling and the experience. So again, I planned ahead of time so I could get a 30% off coupon code so they were much more reasonable. I bought the boxes and the crinkle at Paper Mart. I bought the template for the invitation on Etsy and then I had them printed double-sided at Staples. They look totally professional. I actually texted all the moms the invitation so that they had it ahead of time, like, please save the date. Here's the info. Invitation in the mail to follow, which I love because a lot of times when you send fun party invitations or boxes or some sort of creative invitation, the actual invitation often gets misplaced. So do an evite or a paperless post or text the invitation as well if you're going to mail a live invitation. I've had I've had that fail in the past where friends didn't didn't know where it ended up and forgot about the day. And then we were kind of scr- scrambling at the last minute when I was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow. And they're like, oh my God, it's tomorrow. So if you're going to do a live invitation that is fun and kids are going to tear all over the house with your invitation, make sure you send it another way too. 
Another thing that I think is super important is to pull out the things that you already have that you could use before you start buying. So if you have cake stands or trays or lighting or little signs, little chalkboards, whatever it is, frames, pull out anything that you have ahead of time. Get it cleaned up, lay it out. So that way you're reusing things. You'd be amazed at so one of my biggest party tips for maximizing your budget is buy the things that you know you will reuse over and over again. The only downside is you have to find a place to store them. I have eight small sheds on the sides of my house and a storage unit. A lot of it's for work, but a lot of it's for this stuff because I love celebration so much. And a lot of times for different themes, if I really try to buy what I know I'll reuse over and over and rent what I what is very specific to the theme, but a lot of times I can't find what I want to rent or it ends up being cheaper to buy. Like Stella in November when she turned 10, we did a big fiesta in the backyard. And a lot of the things I could buy cheaper on Amazon, like I did really cool uh, Mexican style um, table coverings and and pillows and things to sit around and it was just cheaper to buy than it would be to rent and I couldn't even really find exactly what I wanted to rent. So sometimes you're kind of stuck and you might have to do, you might have to buy things specifically for a theme and again, the downsize is then you store it. But I'll pu- I pull that pia- Fiesta stuff out on a random Sunday or for Taco Tuesday. So keep it organized and keep it where you can use it. And then even stuff that is very theme specific, you could pull out for a summer pool party or you could um, let another friend borrow if they're doing a similar theme. I do that kind of stuff all the time. So pull out the things that you have that you could use before you start buying Set a range of a budget so when you're making these decisions, you stay within that line. And then, huge tip, ready? Space out your spending. Now, again, sometimes it's hard to start planning months and months ahead of time, but I love this. So I'll buy parts of the party two and three months ahead of time. That way, you're you're just spacing out the spending. So even if I'm buying $40 things here and there from Etsy, it all adds up. So I'll start doing that. Once I know my theme, I'll start doing things. And I might not even know where certain things are going to go. Like I did cool Parker letters on Etsy that were just made out of cool different papers that looked like each letter, like the the P would be look like Batman and then the Superman and then all the different superheroes on these letters. I had no idea where I was going to put them. We ended up putting them on the ladder that went up to the, to the slide that went down into the ball pit. But I didn't even know, but I was like, I know I'll use these somewhere. They are too cool. Done. Um, I know I want to do capes for the kids with their names on it because I feel like that's such a fun keepsake and something they will play dress up with forever. And I like having little things around the house that remind us of the event. It makes me feel like, you know, the memory really lives on. So I bought those on Etsy ahead of time. So buy the things ahead of time. Don't buy everything in the last two weeks because then it really feels so stressing to spend to spend all the money all at once. I find that if you, you know, spend a little bit throughout two or three months, it's just so much easier to digest. So once I have my brain dump list, I figure out, okay, what's easy and what can I do or make myself? Now, don't overcommit to where you're a disaster and you're in the kitchen the whole time and you're not enjoying the party. That serves nobody. But do pick the things that things maybe you could craft ahead of time. And that's why I reach out to all my all my vendors or new vendors, because maybe 
uh, it's something I could do, but maybe it would take me, you know, all my free time for an entire week to do. Whereas I get a quote back and it's really reasonable. I'm like, perfect. Even though I could do this, it makes so much more sense for them to do it. On the contrary, a lot of times I'll get a quote back and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. I could do this. Okay. Well then it makes more sense for me to do it. Make from your list, figure out what makes sense for you to do and then remove that from your budget. Rent the things that you won't use over and over, buy the things that you will, and plan sort of according to that and decide what is worth it to you. A lot of times I'll know that I want florals, but doing professional flower arrangements can really can really add up. So I will go to Costco and get the gorgeous bulk roses and I'll arrange them myself. Now this can't be done two weeks ahead of time, but it can be done two days ahead of time. And when you're planning out these things that you're going to do yourself, again, so that you're not really stressed and not, you know, not sleeping for a week, plan to have some helping hands. You'd be surprised how the process is fun if you make it and friends or family, or you can even hire young guys or girls that maybe would live in the neighborhood or would or family friends or would be babysitters. I have really gotten much, much better at getting help the couple days leading up to the party or that week just for all those little random put together, arranging the flowers, arranging the little goodbye favor if you're going to do one. There's just a million things. The other day we were cutting up little tattoos because they came in big sheets. We were doing temporary tattoos, superhero and supergirl tattoos. So we were cutting them up into little squares. All these things that are don't take a long time, but each thing would take me 45 minutes here and there. And if I were to do it all myself, it would it would it's it would add up to a lot of time. And like I said, some of the things can't really be done until just before the party. So plan to have help, figure out a way to have help to where that doesn't cost you a fortune and you can do little bits of it ahead of time. So you're not doing all this the day before, the night before, stressing yourself out. And I've done it to where then come the actual party, some of the stuff just doesn't get done. And some of my favorite ideas and some of the things I had already paid, like bought all the supplies for, but I just ran out of time and ran out of real, really manpower to help me put it together. So don't overshoot it and don't take on too much for yourself. The whole goal is to have all this stuff ready the day before, by, by the time you go to sleep the night before the party, it's all got to be done except for fresh stuff, food, desserts, candies, that type of stuff that's going out. Aside from that, everything has to be done because you have to leave room for things to go wrong, things to go sideways, um, something to be late, something you have to do or clean up or pick up or someone you have to help. So don't leave tasks till the day of the party Try to do as much as you can and schedule yourself some helpers leading up to the party. The day before the party is the most important and I am going to do a podcast just all about day before party planning because I really think the way you approach your planning the day before the event can really make or break it and it can make and break the experience for you. Again, the goal is the minute the party starts, you are enjoying. You are enjoying, you are relaxing, you're spending time with your family and your friends and you're, you don't feel like you're, you know, working the event. You put all this effort and all this time and all this money into it. I want you to be there and be present and enjoy it and soak up all the moments. Because if you don't, when the party's over, you're going to have like Maui blues. You're going to have that feeling of, I have so many like little regrets or it went too fast or I did all this effort and now we're breaking it down. 
I have had that so many times. And I'm telling you, the way to not have that is to plan, not put too much on yourself and be present, be where your feet are, enjoy the party, spend time with the birthday boy or girl, spend time like, you know, with them or even just watching them play with their friends. Those moments are what you do it for. Make sure you have a plan to get the photos that you want so that, again, you don't have that regret afterwards. You you love the experience and you remember it, not just through the photos, but you remember how cool and special and memorable it is and what your child is like at this age and stage and the friends that are there and what they do and what they laugh about. And one of my favorite ways to cut costs, okay, let's get into activities and food. So. In this last party I did, there was not a single food vendor, but you would never know by looking at the photos and the videos, it didn't look like something was lacking. But most of the time I would do a, at least a donut cart or a make your own ice cream or a taco cart or something like that. But because I wanted to spend the money on the balloons and the backdrop and the ball pit and the feeling like you're in this superhero city when I was doing my list and and eliminating things for budget, I decided, you know what? I'm going to eliminate all food vendors. I am going to make a big table of food, kind of like a massive cheese board, but with lots of little bowls of things like chocolate covered pretzels and cheese and crackers and a whole bunch of different fruits and little cookies and veggies and hummus and just a whole bunch of things, this massive thing. And then I ordered from our local pizza shop, Sergeant Pepperoni's, the best yummiest pizza here in Newport Beach. I just ordered four pizzas and I had them double slice them so they're kid slices. And then I, instead of having the pizza box out, I just put them on little clear blue plastic trays on my massive food table. So it was so inexpensive. The food for All these kids and food for adults too. There were so many options. But aside from that table, all I had was my little hot dog cart and my popcorn cart. Again, food that I made that morning and I had a couple helpers help me make. And the food was super inexpensive. But it didn't feel like the party was lacking that. So that's kind of the give and take. I feel like there's always a give and take with these parties. And for me, I just wanted to make sure everyone had plenty of yummy food But I didn't want this elaborate food plan because I wanted to spend the money elsewhere. So if you get creative, like I said, I had these cute little carts and sometimes I'll do a little table with different foods. You can do it on your own and it is it saves so much money. But you'll have to plan it ahead of time and probably have someone help you with that the day of so that it's not too much to try to all make happen. But that's what I did on this party. Zero food vendors, simple, easy food, but you didn't really notice. Like it didn't feel like there was a hole there. Same thing with activities. So at some parties, I've had lots of um, different activities, stations and different things. When I did a mermaid party, I had a hairstylist do braids on the kids. I had a different hairstylist doing braids on the adults and doing nail art. I had a sand artist making this huge sand castle in the front. When I did a luau party, I had a full like luau crew come in with the head chief and the girls dancing and the whole thing. I've had entertainment and activities and that was the impact. Then I went less on other areas. For this one, I was like, therefore, I know what they love to do. I'm gonna put my money into this ball pit with the slide really modern, cool ball pit from mesh ball pits, this 
incredible local company that's pretty new and they are hustling. And then the other activities are going to be cheap. I got a couple superhero Lego sets and I got those green Lego boards for them to do it on. And the boys spent hours there playing together, laughing and doing the Legos. Sometimes it can be so simple. Like sometimes we overthink things and think that we need this or we put a cap on ourselves and say, oh, well, I don't have enough money. So it can't be, it can't be a big party. We're, we're, we're going budget. Listen, you can totally do these cool details. We did superhero cookie decorating. I actually saw these cookies on Etsy that were pre-cut, that were pre-made. So it would say like a, a cookie, sugar cookie that's frosted in white that says pow on it. That just has the black outline. And then the kids would come in with the frosting and the sprinkles and fully decorate the cookie. So I did an entire table of that. And then I had a couple young girls that live in the neighborhood working the table. So they would replenish everything and restock so it always looked fresh. I love doing, if you follow me on Instagram, you know my last couple parties, I love doing filling your own mini pinatas. Sometimes I do an actual pinata, but a lot of times at parties I feel like it ends, it ends up bad somehow. Someone cries, someone gets hurt, someone get, doesn't get a turn to swing. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of traditional pinatas at parties, but I do love mini pinatas that kids can stuff. I try not to have a ton of candy everywhere at parties, um, just for the sake of, just for their parents' sake and, and, you know, just to kind of not have it just be solid sugar the whole time. But I love this. They can fill it with little toys and little candy. Make sure you have a little black marker to write their names on the bottom of it. And then they can take home their little pinata. And you'd be amazed. There are so many. I found on Oriental Trading these cool oval-shaped pinatas that were super inexpensive that said, bang, pow, pop, like our superhero theme. And it was perfect. The kids loved it. So I had for our for our long activity tables, I had Legos. So I had four of those green boards and four Lego sets, which are perfect because I'm just going to put them up in Parker's room now and he can use them. And then I had the pinata making and then we had the big cookie decorating. Then I had one of my girls do temporary tattoos, just one of my girl helpers. That was super inexpensive, easy, but really cute. Had it at their own table. The kids could come up and pick their own tattoos. Even the little adults got them with their kids. Super fun. And then the two vendors that I did do that I loved and I think were really worth it, but neither were super expensive, is a caricature artist. This caricature artist was so good. I will link his information in the show notes if you are in Orange County. I will use him for every party. I swear you could do a caricature for any party. It worked perfectly, especially for superheroes. I did my two-hour instead of three-hour thing. I figured in two hours, anyone who wanted a sketch of their child or the family would have done it. He stayed the full three hours. I gave him cash for the extra time. And it was fun because it was something for adults to do. Some parties I do more actual like things for adults to do. For this, the adults did that. And then they did the photo booth, which was the other vendor that I had. And it was great. It was all in one kind of area. So people actually used it. You have to make sure that especially if, you know, you have a tight space like this party because we had a big ball pit in the middle was kind of a tight space. So you have to make sure it's out where people can do it. Sometimes I put the photo booth not in the right place and then people just don't pass it. So they don't use it enough. One time I got the pictures back via email and there were like 20 pictures total. And I was like, 20 pictures. Oh my, like, you know, no one really used it. And so you got to put it out there. And then also I tell the people running it, hey, 
remind people, poll people, say, hey, here's a prop, hop in the photo booth, encourage them to do it. Because a lot of times there's so much going on, it's easy to skip it. So I use this awesome caricature artist. He drew sketches, which was really cool to take home and something kind of that the parents were jazzed about. And then I had the photo booth, which I have at most, most parties. I just think it's super fun. It's a great way to sneak in extra pictures of the kids because I try to get all the pictures that I really want at the beginning. And then I just want the kids to enjoy. I don't want to be constantly pulling them away. Like, come take a picture here and here with this friend, whatever. So it's cool because you kind of get some extra photos in of your kids with their friends and doing and and you know doing silly things and silly faces and holding different props. So for that, again, I asked them, I said, hey, can I save a little bit of money if I make the backdrop? Because usually included in the price is they bring a backdrop. But I knew that I wanted to cover a, a wood wall with wrapping paper like I did so much of the of the party. And then on Etsy, I got one of those cool photo cutouts that they, I don't like to print like the printable ones. Like don't send me a file, send me the actual item so I know it's done right. And I, so it was one of those cool little frames. So everyone could kind of hold up the frame in front of their face for the photo. So I said, hey, if I, you know, don't push yourself if it's not comfortable, but if I completely provide the whole backdrop, you don't need to bring any of that. Will I save any money? He's like, absolutely. I'll give you a discount. And I was like, perfect. Saved a little bit of money there. And he's stoked because it's quite a bit less work for him. And then I always do the photo booth for the full time just because that one is one that's too heavy of a setup if they want to decompress. It's got to be something. If you're going to do something that's only, you know, half or two-thirds of the party, it's got to be something they can sneak out low impact, not something that's like bumping, dragging on its way out that looks like – because if it looks like the party is being torn down, people naturally feel like it's like turning on the lights at a bar. They feel like they got to go, and we don't want them to feel like they have to go before the party's over. So I'm telling you. If things get too pricey, just get creative. I really wanted to do these white walls all around the party. I wanted to do walls, and then I was just going to cover some walls with wrapping paper. But walls are wildly expensive. You know, like hedge walls or for um, Stella's Fiesta, I did brown kind of barn walls for the Fiesta look, which was super fun to block off the area. But it really adds up. And this was one of the things, once I was getting the quotes, I was like, this is just too much. It's I'm spending so much of the party before I even add in the magic. So I only ordered three white standing walls for my backdrop because I knew I needed like a clean backdrop from Baker Party Rentals. And then I took the big boards, the big wood boards that I had, and I wrapped them in this wrapping paper that I got, kind of a heavier duty wrapping paper than traditional wrapping paper that I got from papermart.com. Wrapped a couple of those boards, used it for the the wall to make a wall right next to the three white walls and then also behind the photo booth. And then I wrapped my house. I literally wrapped my house with the wrapping paper instead of renting these expensive walls because I knew I wanted my money to be in the balloons, renting some things to make a cityscape. So it looked like a superhero cityscape and my ball pit. Like those were the things to me, picturing myself as a four-year-old, not just for my four-year-old, but for all the little ones coming, like standing there and looking around and soaking it in and feeling the feeling and the atmosphere and the environment and the experience of the event, that's what felt worth it to me. The balloons, the balloons that were like so many balloons that they popped off of the backdrop and like went, like felt like they were kind of like into the trees and into the sky. 
We got so lucky it ended up being a nice warm day, almost too hot for a couple minutes there. My my cheese on my board was melted by the end of the time, but that's okay. Everyone ate before. But it was just like such a beautiful day and just so sunny and so bright. It really brought out the colors in the balloons. And balloons can really add up. But I'm telling you, balloons can make a party. This is also one of the things if I'm, I swear, I always say in my life, I've either had like not plenty because plenty sounds weird, but like plenty of time or plenty of money, but I've never had both at the same time. So sometimes I'll be super busy with work and kind of a party will creep up on me and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's two weeks ahead of time. Balloons are one of those ways where if you want to spend a little more and do a little less yourself, balloons are a great way to do that because they instantly make a party. Now, if you start getting into the creative, like the big starburst and the, like I did three big superhero balloons, those big superhero balloons on their own were maybe like $25 per balloon, but they were so cool and she stuck them in the trees and it was worth it. That's a lot for balloons. But to me, that was worth it. Not just for the pictures, but for the environment. Just to throw it out there, I would do all of this if there weren't pictures, if there weren't video, if there wasn't social media, if there wasn't posting. I just love it. I love the feeling. I love the memory. I love the celebration. And I, it is one of the ways, you know, as we all go through these, this parenting adventure, we're all figuring things out. We're going to have wins. We're going to have fails. I'm learning things all the time. I'm doing things wrong all the time, even though I'm trying really hard. But one thing I know is that I just want my babies to feel loved. I just want them to feel loved and special and appreciated and supported and they can be whoever they want to be. And I love them if they got an A on their test or if they got a C on their test. And I just, I just want them to feel loved. And so that's why it's worth it for me to spend the money on the celebrations because that love doesn't just last for those three hours. It's leading up to it. It's getting ready. It's your friends being excited. It's talking about it after. It's having the memory of it. It's always remembering that your fourth birthday was a superhero birthday and Batman and Spider-Man were there. You know, like that's a forever thing. And for me, that's what makes it, that's what makes it worth it. I don't do it for the show. I don't do it for what anybody thinks. I don't do it for the accolades. I do it because I love it. I love the process. I love the feeling. I love the joy. I love the experience. And I love for my babies to feel celebrated. I think it helps with their self-confidence and their overall poise and um, you know, just their feeling of love and self-love. And, and I feel like kids should feel so worthy no matter what, if things are going well or not so well, I just want my babies to feel loved and um, not like, you know, things or parties equals love, but the feeling that it brings to me as a representation of love and not just my love, but the love of friends and family. This last party, when we were standing, this is the first time it's happened. We were standing, Spider-Man and Superman were next to us. And every, all the kids were singing happy birthday. And I think because they were all sitting on the wall of the ball pit and they were sitting like kind of so close to us and they were all like little kids, they were literally yelling happy birthday. I mean, almost like yelling happy birthday at us. But it was so cool because it was just like so much love radiating. It was so much energy and enthusiasm. And he was just so excited. I was like tearing up and I had to like hold back. I was like, man, this is the moment. Like, this is so cool. I was like, holding his body because he was standing up on a pillar and a balloon because it was getting hot. A balloon popped 
mid-song, landed on a candle. Craig flung it off, like of all moments of this entire day, for it to hit the cake on that moment. And I barely reacted, actually, because I was so in this moment. It was just cool. It was cool. You can't plan it. You couldn't organize it that way. But all those kids screaming happy birthday to him and him just feeling that love and that energy is just something that lasts. I love it and you can't plan it. And so that's why I just try to set up an experience that is really what I feel like would be really special to my birthday boy or girl at that age and stage. And most likely if your child will, their friends will too. And everyone has such a great time. I love another way to keep parents happy is have cocktails or have drinks, have interesting drinks, have sparkling waters, have different flavored drinks, different sodas, whatever you think. Um, I love a signature cocktail. This is also another way to save money. If you do like pitchers, maybe you do two different pitchers of cocktails, make sure you label it. And then also for kids, if you don't want to spend a ton of money on juice boxes and, you know, a whole bunch of different drinks, just do like two pitchers, do a lemonade pitcher and a water pitcher, and they can kind of refill super inexpensive, super easy. And it looks so good as part of your display. I love it. I really like signage, custom signage. And I keep saying I'm going to invest in a sticker machine because I do not own one. But that is because I use Blue Delilah, this awesome local company, and I'm sure they could ship anywhere. She does really cool die-cut signs. She always does my background sign and food signs and directional signs and things like that. To me, those are the details that really make a difference, you know? So I always do some sort of signs. This one I did a little bit less. Other ones, like when I did a luau party, every single thing had a clear acrylic sign that said whatever whatever little thing it was. Like I did like a fish bowl. So it would be like, you know, fish treats or whatever it said. And it, it was painted with iridescent glitter on top. Like the most beautiful details. Now those were pricier, but it was worth it for me because it really brought life to the display table. This time I just did like paper cutout superhero signs with stickers on it because it didn't need to be these like dainty acrylic signs. It was more like superhero and the impact was more in the shapes. So it was a lot less expensive because we were just using cardstock to make the signs. I always do signs that say what each activity is and then I do some just generic ones. Like I don't even know when I order it how where it's going to go. Like happy birthday Parker for – ever a superhero, Parker's fourth birthday, welcome superheroes. Like I just always put in a couple random ones. And then when you're styling it the day before, it gives you some options and you have kind of some backup ones for any spaces that you feel are empty. But I'm telling you, if you lay out your whole plan, lay out everything you might possibly want to do, eliminate the things that are too expensive or you could do yourself or you feel like you can get rid of and no one will even know, I'm telling you, doing these tips makes your party look a lot more expensive than it is by focusing on the things that you think are really going to make an impact, reusing things that you have and renting things. Like when I, with Parker's rentals for this time, I rented black and white cityscapes. So one kind of, a couple little towers two little pillars for the cakes. So it looked like a cityscape. For me, that was a no-brainer. Those were pricey, pricier than I would have liked, 
but completely worth it. So then I just make something else. Like the activities were so inexpensive and easy and low impact to put together that it was worth it for me to spend more on the balloons and the cityscape. And then I saved, I had planned on spending more money on the walls. But like I said, since we had to go to plan A, B, C, D on the walls, then I could move a little bit of the budget I was going to spend from that into these details that just made it more magical. And I could use the more expensive ball pit company because the the detailing on it is just so cool and I could customize my ball colors. I did mostly clear and white balls with the sprinkling of the other primary colors like blue and metallic silver and yellow. And then it just looked so modern and magical and that was worth it. So it's all about shifting around the budget, doing what works, taking the pressure off yourself. But if you are going to add things on your plate, map it out. So things don't get missed at the end because you run out of time and you have a schedule going and you have some helpers. I could never do these parties, honestly, if I didn't have some people helping me. There's just literally too many moving parts in the setup, during the party, and in the cleanup breakdown. So figure out some people in your team, in your squad that could help out. Some people might be friends or family that you don't have to pay. That's even better. Or it might be some people like babysitters that you use that can just help you a couple nights a week um, leading up to the party. And I'm telling you, it saves you so much headache. You're nice and organized. You're ready. And it can save you so much money because you can do these little details on your own rather than paying other people to do it. I'm telling you, I love parties. And I think that if you think about them in this creative way, you do advanced planning, you do your big brain dump and your inspiration, you can throw really great parties with any budget, honestly, with any budget, with any budget and some creative thinking and some, you know, using these tips to kind of help guide you, I know that you will create something really special. And again, if you're working with the party and you're like, you know, I have this, you know, smallish budget, then focus on the details or focus on one thing. If they really want a bounce house, maybe you do a bounce house, but then maybe you get inexpensive bouncy balls to go inside and that makes it extra cool. Like there's just always different ways to focus on one thing that makes an impact that they'll have so much fun doing and then add in these inexpensive other options to take it to the next level to look really cool. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram. I am posting so many different photos and I will make sure to save them in the highlights of my stories so you can see kind of behind the scenes. I love party planning. I love all that goes into it and I love sharing tips about it. So make sure you follow follow along and I hope that you get so many good ideas and you use them for your party planning and future parties because I'm telling you, there's nothing better than a celebration, especially right now and especially celebrating those kids that we love so much. Thank you so much for listening. I am grateful for you. I love this community. I love the connections that I have with people because of this podcast. Um, I thank you for your your time, your listening, your loyalty, and the love you send me. Thank you. I'm just grateful. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.